Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your I'm your host JJ Hodges and this podcast is brought to you by the Batman Podcast Network hosted by Batman on Film. Go to batman-on-film.com for all the latest greatest unspoileriest Batman news, even though there isn't much news these days because of these damn strikes. But hey, that's still where you get your news is batmanonfilm.com. And uh, speaking of Batman, I have someone from the Batman universe here. No, it's not Bruce Wayne. It's the next best thing. It's BJ Shea. How the heck are you, sir? I'm good, JJ. How you doing? Glad glad to be here. This is my uh, four comic junkies debut. It is, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was realizing that as we as we were starting, because I was like, "Oh yeah, you've only been on Spider Man so yeah, far. I've only been uh, swinging through the Marvel universe, so I'm excited to uh, dig into uh, some DC universe stuff." This 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 is a this is a fun one. I'm very excited about this because this particular story we're talking about today, we're talking about for every evil as part of the calendar bits that I've been doing all year, and the fact that I stuck with it good on me uh <laughs> stuck stuck to the commitment um so uh this this month's uh theme or whatever is forever evil which i am very excited about so a couple fun facts about this book this was actually the first uh, like crossover event for the new 52 like they hadn't done one yet so this was like <laughs> new 52 started in 2011 i think this was 2013 that sounds about right um sounds i'll believe i'll go i'll go your way on that yeah yeah (laughs) um and so it's it's sort of a fun like uh uh, (laughs) time capsule where the characters were then versus where they are now so this being oh my gosh a 10 year old story at this point uh (laughs) um it, it's like everything's like completely different now, you know, like uh, the the way, like, for example, to jump ahead with the, the way the story ends, you know, with Luther Lex finding out that um, Bruce's Batman is interesting. Uh, and this is also the first time that they meet or, or the, the anti-monitor is teased because I don't because in the New 52 continuity, you know, they, they had never had a crisis on Infinite Earth. I I guess. <laughs> so uh, at least that's what we're led to think. Um, but this is, uh, oh my gosh, just uh, what, what a fun story. Um, uh, so let's, uh, let's get into your side of it. When did, did, were you reading this as it came out or did you just find it later or what? So I was not reading it when it came out. I read it okay. like uh, in the last few years or whatever, I got it. And then, I think, like back then, I was kind of more buying for the trade than getting uh, going in every Wednesday and picking up the new issues of Batman or Justice League, things like that. I think I was just kind of, I was waiting for the trades mostly of Batman and Justice League and picking those up as they came out. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of, so obviously I would get like spoiled on like what things happens just the way like, and I really wasn't like. I wasn't going on my way to like find them, but they come across your timeline or things like that. Sure. And obviously the big thing, what kind of put me off on like soured me on forever evil really was the reveal of, uh, Nightwing, uh, yeah. his identity, his identity being revealed because Nightwing, like Dick Grayson's my favorite character, like, um, mm. in comics, really like in comic books in general, Marvel, DC, anything like he's always been like, my guy like red and green are like my two favorite colors so and obviously when he's robin like watching that the burt ward show batman 66 burt ward show adam west show whatever like he's wearing red and green those are the colors so like that's i've always been on that then animated series like whether he's nightwing robin batman like he's always been my favorite character so i'm like i guess maybe i was kind of like cynical comic book guy like why they do that to him like Mm. of all characters like things like that so that kind of put me off on it and then i read it and then i kind of matured being like hey whatever it's comic books he'll everything comes back around eventually right so and i i did enjoy the story i did it is a great kind of it's more of a lex luthor story than anything but it is a fun mm-hmm. st- a fun read i uh i love <laughs> the way that 
Jeff Johns writes Lex Luthor because he puts a, uh, a kind of a pathos to him where I think it's real easy to make Lex just downright evil, you know, like, like Clancy Brown, just, he's the bad guy. No if, and, or buts about it. Right. But I, I like that uh, Jeff Johns and, and Johns is always really good about this with his, his villains is putting just, just a little bit of sympathy there, you know, just a little bit of, you kind of get why they are the way they are. Uh, um, you know, he, he like, he loves Captain Cold. He loves Black Adam. He loves Sinestro. So yeah, he's putting all those characters front and center. They're, they're the, they're the main characters of this book, right? <laughs> Say that again. I have just had an uh, issue. Real quick. Sorry. And Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, John's like, like I said, uh, what I was saying is John's loves his, uh, his villains, you know, so Black Adam, Sinestro, um, Lex Luthor, um, you know, they're Captain Cold, they're all front and center. They're, they're the main characters in this, you know, <laughs> and it's interesting because I think the character that's written, how do I want to put it? The character I, I think that doesn't get, that doesn't get the the spotlight she deserves as Catwoman. Like she's just kind of there, you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like she really contributes much except for maybe talking Batman down sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, she really. Yeah, she is kind of just there. Like you think she'd be kind of maybe not with Batman so much, but she's at this time she's kind of considered more of a villain. Back this is before Tom King and Batcat and everything. So right, you right. can put her. She should have been like with the Luthor team really kind of doing that. But yeah, she is kind of just kind of Batman's like, like she's always by Batman's side, talking him down on things. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, it's just, you know, how it is, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it's funny with Jeff Johns, like clearly he has this love for Batman, you know, he's, you know, he's done the, the earth one books and, Batman was a big part of his Justice League run. Um, and of course, and it's it's funny to say that, you know, if, if any of the heroes are going to escape, like, the wrath of the, the crime syndicate, of course it would be Batman, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's Batman, right? <laughs> That's really, it's, he's the ultimate kind of trump card for any uh, comic book writer. Just how does he get out of it? He's Batman. That's yeah. Really, that's yeah. what we need. And, and I like it. And it's funny because for all the wacky, insane things that are happening, the, the thing that I had the hardest time wrapping my brain around was how they rescued Cyborg, <laughs> you know, just, just his like less than half of his body. And they got it to his father to help build him a new body and everything that, that all, I was like, I was like, I don't know that that just doesn't seem real to me. I'm saying that looking at a comic book page filled with like beings, you know, the evil Justice League from another Earth, and they communicate via these coins, you know, <laughs> like and I'm sitting yeah. there going, I don't know, is that real? That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and the, the Justice League is like swallowed up by uh, the Crime Syndicate's version of Firestorm, and like it's right. really kind of confusing and. They really kind of they do kind of like hand wave it and really don't explain it. I don't know, like was this tied into any Justice League issues or anything? Like did it end yes. on a cliffhanger to lead into this? Okay. Yes, it, there was the Trinity War <laughs> that led into this, and then um uh what was he thinking? And then the Justice League tie-ins uh kind of gave the origins of the of the crime syndicate. Well, those are really good. And then there's the Justice League of America books. Those kind of explained a little bit more what happened to the Justice League. Um, and it was, and I don't remember liking those books necessarily. <laughs> I, I forget who the writer was. Uh, Matt Kinter, I think, who I just, I didn't think was very good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's part of the, the problem with some of these like event things, right? It's like, if you're not reading some of the tie-ins, you're missing some stuff. Like Cyborg comes back. That that happens in a Justice League tie-in. Um, okay. 
he you know, he gets his body back and he actually teams up with the metal men it's a whole thing <laughs> and it's and it's it's really good but at the same time it's like it's just one of those things where you're like i, I remember being a kid and reading uh, infinite crisis and there were parts of it that happened where i was like did, did i miss an issue I'm, I'm i'm like what's going on here and then like years later excuse me catching up on the tie-ins and stuff i was like oh well this is what i was missing and it's a it's very frustrating the the story i think that does it best where you don't really need the tie-ins is flashpoint and that's partially because it's just so short um, yeah but what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> dc is kind of uh this could be like a quick tangent here but they've kind of done away with like having tie like a big event and then tie-ins and like the main book like i think of like dark crisis like that came out fairly recently and they were and that's when the justice league is quote unquote dead mm -hmm. but concurrently at the same time batman is still doing his thing in detective comics and his solo title and they really right. never mentioned dark crisis so there is no like dark crisis tie-in or things like that so i wonder if they've kind of like they've almost done away with that like like you said infinite crisis like at that time everything was Wrapped, wrapped around infinite crisis and you missed an issue like you were kind of screwed like like you said yeah. as a kid like no idea what was going on so i wonder if that's kind of been like a main point at dc where they're like let's kind of do away with the big event tie-in issues in the solo titles not really touch those titles and kind of tell our main story over here i i certainly hope so <laughs> because yeah. uh it, it just it just gets to be too much story and it it you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of having, like, Doomsday Clock is another good example, right? Those 12 issues, they tell the entire story. Um, yeah. You know, no, no tie-ins, you know. Um, but because, uh, like, the last big thing they did, uh, you know, before they did, like, whatever whatever the heck, you know, was the thing before, like, even before Dark Crisis, they had, uh, you know, Dark Knight's Death Metal, and that I didn't even read all of. I, I just got frustrated with it because I was like, I was like, okay, there's like a zillion tie-ins. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I believe the number zillion was <laughs> created. <laughs> I, I think so too. I think so too. Like Night, Ter was, like Night Terrors just came out. That And hmm. like, there was that main story. I never, I didn't read Night Terrors because I looked at that page in the back of like an issue and it was like, a, like literally every character had at least like a, two issue tie-in in addition to the main story and there's an alpha issue and an omega issue and i was like i'm not even i'll take the summer off uh, for night terrors that that's exactly what i thought too i was like okay a little break from the from the yeah, main comics um, yeah i'm, I'm not <laughs> so, getting all these i'm not getting like a shazam night like i the shazam night terrors tie-in like and i've been liking the shazam's new series so far mm -hmm. like the first two issues but then there's like there's been like a three-month break because of tie-in issues but it's another podcast yeah. for another i think yeah it's it's just it's so frustrating but at the same time like the but you know the the positive though is the the work on this book i mean it just it i mean it looks cool like david finch just doesn't miss oh know? yeah like, he's, this is uh top tier stuff top tier art yeah. yeah and and i think he draws you know, and, and clearly, you know, John's thinks the way I do, at least, that he loves the way he draws Batman, you know. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the New 52, Finch was doing, was writing and drawing uh, Batman the Dark Knight. And um, and I remember thinking the writing was meh, but, like, the art always looked great. So at least there was that. And I think yeah. he, David Finch, with probably some other writers and or artists that try to fancy to themselves as writers eventually kind of went you know what maybe i'm just better at this thing than the other thing and <laughs> um because it's like you know just play to your strengths you know i've seen drawings that brian michael bendis did and i thought oh those are kind of good but i don't think i'd want an entire book drawn by him you know <laughs> yeah very rarely um, very rarely do we get a like uh, a great writer and artist like in the same body like at the same time it's kind of like a shooting star almost Right, right. Um, like, um, I, I, I dig the White Knight stuff that Sean Gordon Murphy's done. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's also, like, 
you know, because I had met him a couple times, and I, I straight up told him, I was like, you know, I, I got to tell you that I was hesitant on this book because after the first White Knight came out, because you know, a lot of a lot of artists aren't very good writers, <laughs> and he said, you're a hundred percent right, uh, but but he's like, I I really did did my homework, and you know, I took some writing classes, yeah, I did some research, so you know, that's that's how I got to be you got to do what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, well, you, well, helps you can't just, yeah. Well, helps that out there. Cause that's not like David Finch was doing like a monthly and him, Sean Murphy right, was taking right. a, he's doing that mini series and you can kind of like take his time and like really hone in and perfect it. Right. Right. And, and that's, and that helps a lot. I, I, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so th this book, uh, another thing that it does, um, is the um, is the first time we meet Bizarro uh, in the New Fifty Two, and I and I like that you know it's he basically just has the um, Superman the Anime Series origin right? <laughs> um, yep. He's like, oh, Lex Luthor grew him in a lab. That's it. That's all we need. And uh, and I think uh, it's it just that's just such a cool look. Uh, the you know he he puts the he, he even kind of looks like the uh, the Grant Morrison Rags Morales uh, Superman because he puts the T-shirt on he's got the jeans on you know so he's very much like first couple Action Comics issues Superman but you know he puts the shirt on backwards which was kind of a nice touch um, and and I love that you know they meet Otis and Luther's like okay well kill him <laughs> you know it's just yeah that's a great. Uh... That's a great pull because John's famously, uh, wasn't he like an intern for Richard Donner? Or yeah, he was his assistant. Yeah, yeah. his assistant. So we're like, there you go. Like he's kind of pulling that in there, like uh, the old Chris Reeve movies. But I like that. Yeah, I do like I, that. Is my preferred version of Bizarro. I think of the deformed clone of Superman. Who this Lex reminded me a lot of the animated series Lex. Really, like especially at the beginning. When yep. he's taking uh, that guy's company, like you can just read Clancy Brown, you can just hear uh, Clancy Brown saying that, like just no remorse, just like what's yours is mine now. Like I'm, I know I'm better and smarter than you and better than anybody. Yeah, and and I like that that Lex kind of has that that emotional journey throughout the thing. You know that he kind of learns to be a hero by the end of it. You know <laughs> and. Um, it's, it, it's such an interesting turn because, you know, how many evil Lex Luthor stories can you do? It's like, let's shake it up just a little bit. So he's going to be a good guy, but he's still going to do it because he thinks that he'll gain something from it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and I like that, um, you know, we, we get these really twisted, you know, dark versions of the um of the justice league you know what, what what were your thoughts on on the crime syndicate because you know in other versions like you've seen the crisis on two earths movie i that's probably my yeah. uh second favorite like of those early batch of like animated movies like it's under the red hood and then it's crisis on two earths yeah yeah i i, I love it too um but in that one they're they're all just kind of evil versions of the of the characters whereas in this one like, like, especially Power Ring and Ultraman, they have these really, like, they're really twisted mirror versions of the Justice League. And I think that that's, it, it's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, Power Ring was especially creepy. Like, Finch's art, like, him showing how deformed, like, that, like, the hand that has the ring on. And, like, mm -hmm. the, ring was the ring was pretty creepy, too. Like, he was, like... Yep like what the ring was saying to that version of of hal really and then in mm -hmm. um in the next arc too like the arc after in, in justice league like how jessica cruz gets the ring like yep they really like the rings like the the rings running the show like when it comes to when it comes to that version of green lantern yeah yeah and and it's twisted and weird and uh and like you said like i love like just the uh, kind of like the way his hand looks reminds me of like the first couple seasons of Smallville when Clark would be near Kryptonite. They'd show his hand and his yeah, uh, it'd get all veiny and yeah, his blood would yeah. boil. It's so gross. Yeah. Um, so I thought of that, and 
And I love that uh, they, and then the Ultraman, you know, it, it, it's, I, I, I love how Jeff Johns does these characters because, you know, I think back to like the way he did the, the Lantern Corps, right? You know, it's like, well, it's not enough just to say they're red lanterns. It's like, well, if they're red, then what emotion are they? Well, they're anger. How does that manifest, you know? Um, so it's like, well, it's not enough just to say he's an evil Superman. Like, what what makes him an evil Superman? Well, instead of kryptonite hurting him, it makes him stronger. You know, instead of uh, the sun giving him powers, it, it burns him. You know, almost like he's a vampire or something. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. And and, and a very Superman 4-ish moment where he moves... <laughs> moves the moon in front of the sun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I did like that. How he's and not like um, in like the adult DC way. Like he's snorting, like he's breaking that kryptonite up, and he's like in, inhaling it, and like that's yeah. what's giving him the powers. And like I think at one point he like takes all the kryptonite like on Earth. Like at some point, I think Batman says it. Like he's like taking all the kryptonite. Like he's gonna he's gonna be kind of unstoppable. And right, then there's a right. cool. It's cool, like the way, um, like they touch on this in the movie too, how Superwoman and Owlman have a relationship. But in here, it's like Ultraman and Superwoman kind of have a relationship. But Ultraman knows that she messes around with Owlman on the side. Yeah, I remember that right from the story. But yeah, all along, she's with the that universe's version of Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Who's the version of Shazam, and she's carrying his baby. So it is kind of it's all like those three pillars of like the DC universe. Like she's she's kind of messing around, and so it's a different twist on that, really. And also, I love that it's Lois Lane. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, it's it's not Diana. I, I think again, I I don't know if that's unique to this version as opposed to like the 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 main I comics. Because I want to say in the movie it's Lois Lane too. Is it yeah. okay? I think so. And then, have you ever read Earth 2 by uh, Grant Morrison? A uh, long time ago, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Lois Lane in that one, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay, which is, okay. Which is different, like, how it's not, you would think it's, like, just Diana, but right. I don't know if we ever find out, like, this world's version of Diana. Uh, I I don't think so. No. Oh. Um, and from what I remember, the tie-ins, I don't think so. Uh, and I... And again, even like the twisted like Joker Alfred, you know, it's kind of cool. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes! I forgot. Yeah, and, I do love that. But uh, I I love that uh, the Owlman character. I think um, what Jeff Johns did, you know, it's it's kind of a one of those like game recognizes game things, right? You know, because you know it's it's not Bruce Wayne, it's Thomas Wayne um, that you know killed his parents and 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 Bruce. And is now Owlman. Um, so that's which is clearly him, Jeff Johns reading the Court of Owls, and going, hmm, like how can I use this in my when I do my story? It's like, well, let's say that instead of Bruce Wayne, it's Thomas Wayne, you know, Thomas Wayne Jr. I should say, and and that's and that's just so it, like not that not that I forgot about it, but i i forgot how significant that was and even at the time i read that and thought that is so freaking cool because like owlman was already an established like villain in the crime syndicate i don't know and and i don't know if that was inspiration when uh snyder and capullo did the court of owls uh but i remember somebody mentioning it I, i remember reading some interview where they talk about it they were like you know, what's up with like owls and bats, you know, like Owlman's been around for a long time on the Court of Owls. And I think Snyder said something about like he, if I remember correctly, it was something like he, he didn't realize it when he was making it, but it was kind of interesting. But then Jeff Johns just kind of overtly taking it and going, nope, we're going to just straight up lean into all the Court of Owls stuff and make Thomas Wayne Jr. the, the Owlman from Earth 3. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, that's so brilliant. It's so simple and so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, like some of these ideas, like it's kind of amazing, like how they kind of like haven't been done before. Like even Snyder and Capullo, like just having, like, ma- like pretending that the like not pretending, but saying like there was a lost Wayne child and like building mm-hmm. this whole mystery around it and like how it was Thomas Wayne Jr. and things like that. Like he, how these guys like never thought about like instead we're just getting like retreads of like riddler stories and joker stories and right. killer croc stories but like let's kind of take 
take a part of the mythos and just kind of twist it a certain way, turn it like five degrees this way, and all of a sudden, like we have like an awesome story. Yeah, not that and, I, not that I, not that I can do it. Like I'm criticizing these guys. Like I'll just read this <laughs> stuff. I, I can never do it either. No, so. I, I, I think about that too. Where, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the, as silly as it sounds, it's, it's kind of what separates like a great writer from a from a good writer, right? You know, it's, you know, like I said, what John's saying, like, well, let's not just make him an evil Superman. Let's let's have him be total inverse, you know, kryptonite makes him stronger. Sunlight hurts him, you know, uh, Owlman is Thomas Wayne, um, <clears throat> you know, Wonder Woman or Superwoman doesn't have a lasso of truth. She has the lasso of submission and it's barbed wire, you know, like just, yeah. just cool stuff like that, 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 you know, really gets me, gets me excited to read it. Cause on the one hand, it's like, you know, the, the crime syndicate are characters that, even now they don't get used very much, which is probably for the best because I mean, because I mean, you know, who watches TV anymore? Uh, there's a different version of some evil Superman, whether it's, you know, Homelander or Omni-Man or whatever. It's like, you know, or even Injustice, right? So it's like, there's always some sort of evil Superman out there. So it's like, well, you know, let's, let's not just make him an evil Superman. Let's like flip the character around. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Homelander, I love Omni-Man, but, you know, uh, it's nice to to see this version and have it be just a different enough spin that I'm not thinking of anybody else. I'm just thinking of, wow, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, you know, this is, a, yeah. this is a, this is a Clark Kent gone, just the whole, you know, all, all the way left of center, right of center, whatever you want to say, to make him evil you know like yeah. only the strong survive versus superman's motto which is trying was it's our job Everyone's to protect fine. those who yeah you know yeah. you've got to protect those that can't protect themselves whereas you know he'd rather just ultraman rather just step on them because he doesn't care you can't take care of yourself you're dead yeah there's a point of diminishing returns like with the with the crime syndicate like you know they're going to show up in a justice league story you know they're going to there'll be that dark mirror of the justice league and Batman will fight Owlman and they'll all fight their, their opposite. So there's kind of that diminishing returns, but like this, like this story, um, crisis on, uh, two earths, uh, the movie, mm -hmm. and then even that JLA earth two by Morrison, like those are like probably three of the best stories you're going to get with, uh, the crime syndicate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, and I love, like the, the in the movie, the Crisis on Two Earths movie, the um, uh, the the voice actors that play the the crime syndicate, you know, like uh, I I don't remember his name who plays Ultraman, but he just you know just so like like badass, like I'm the boss of bosses, you know. You yeah, think you're yeah, gonna stop like, me? Yeah, he's like a Italian mobster, so he's like Tony Soprano, like with right, oh, yeah, and and James Woods uh, as Alman, I mean. That guy, I mean, you know, his personal stuff aside, um, his, I mean, his acting, you know, to go from like his, the weird bits he does on Family Guy, right? To the yeah. Owlman. Yeah, I mean, he's his, great. I love him yeah. as Owlman. Like, he's like the perfect amount of like swarmy, like, and like just cocky and like kind of calculating. And like, I love that final battle between him and Batman in that yeah. movie like that's probably like one of my like top like batman moments like when it's i think it's billy baldwin as batman too and he's like yes, there's yeah. like we are similar but like there's a difference between me and you like when we both looked into the abyss and like you blinked and then he like hits yeah. that whatever device and then sends him off and then Owlman's like whatever like he's like i like it like this and then blows up it's just a, it's a great ending it it's oh my gosh it's so perfect um and i love uh like like i mean it doesn't get said enough but dwayne mcduffie who wrote the movie he wrote a hell of a good batman in like his yeah. justice league stuff and i think that's probably why he gets overlooked because i don't think he ever wrote just batman or maybe like once or twice um uh but like he didn't have an extended period on the comics he did like justice league comics 
obviously Static Shock, uh, and 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 then the, the two Justice League series, um, and then that film he did, um, and it's just like, man, he knew how to write Batman just so badass. And the the only thing about that movie, I I I just I just wish we could have gotten like Billy Baldwin is okay, but I just wish we could have gotten Kevin Conroy saying those lines because it was yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, it, should, it was supposed, supposed to be, like to be a, them, but yeah, it was supposed to be a Justice League episode, right? And they kind of turned it into the, like the whole Justice yeah. Lords two-parter. But yeah, that would have been that would have been sweet with that original, that those original seven, like um, pretty much, like not exactly the original seven, but right. Well, I think that. it's. I, I like that it's, uh, you know, on the movie for another minute. It's. Uh, I, I I still would have gone with having different actors playing like the crime syndicate, because I think that helps sell that these are slightly different versions of the characters, you know? Yeah. Oh, and cause like everybody always sounding the same in other universes, you know, like, uh, like in the, the justice Lord stuff. I mean, that, that's all well and good, but at the same time, every now and then you're just like, yeah, but you know, I kind of like that. It's, Toby and Andrew and Tom as Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> and that Spider-Man doesn't just Peter Parker doesn't look like Tom Holland in every single universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but, know exactly. Uh, like Spider-Verse, like think of it was if they all look and sounded the same, that would kind of be uh, that movie wouldn't be as good, you know, and uh, Spider-Verse. But that that's the right. charm of the multiverse where you can have all these different versions. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I could go on another tangent about how much I love Spider-Verse. So <laughs> we'll save that one for another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this uh, this comic, what I, um, it's, I think it's great. It has this really fun story in it, you know, well, fun's kind of a weird word to use, but you know, sure. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Justice League isn't in it. It's just, it's really just the villains and, and Batman. Um, and, and I and I like that there's just it's it's you know it, fairly simple. It's like we got to get to the watchtower, we got to stop them, and we got to save the Justice League, you know. So it's kind of a typical Justice League plot, but the the main characters are all the bad guys, and I think they were at you know at their peak, their best versions in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I like that. Um, the the rogues the flashes rogues you know for a while there they had their own powers uh because they you know got their dna mixed up with all their weapons and because comics and <laughs> and they they became their powers and and i like that the, the death storm character unraveled captain cold so that he was just a guy but then you know goes and builds another freeze gun and and i love that you know the you know, Johnny Quick is just, he's just kind of teasing him. Like, like, you know, all you guys are just building these freeze guns, you know, none of you can stop me. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not freezing things. I'm stopping them. You know, I'm the master of absolute zero. And I was like, why am I rooting for Captain Cold? Like this like scumbag, <laughs> you know, like what a badass. <laughs> yeah. That's like in my notes, like that's, I love that, uh, that cold and Johnny Quick moment when, Johnny's got him up against the ropes and uh, thinks he has him. And then I think, like, I'm looking at it right now, like, his voice activation triggers jingle bells, Batman smells. Yeah. And the freeze, the freeze gun activates and freezes Johnny's leg. And then Cold kicks it off, kicks it out of him and, mm. like, they, like, destroys his leg and he can't run anymore. Like, I love, like, that's a great Captain Cold moment. And, like, I haven't read much Captain Cold, like, in my life, really. Like, he was always kind of like older like i was reading like i grew up on the wally flash and he was always older and obviously new 52 everybody became younger so it's kind of like this yeah like this captain cold like he's got like a he's kind of jacked and he's in like a cool vest or whatever like i think we grew up with them he had like the big stupid like hoodie on with all the fur and like the goggles <laughs> and he was he yeah. was kind of like a knockoff mr freeze really but here he kind of he was cool right. he, like you were rooting for him like you said like He's kind of cocky and kind of smooth and cool, and I, I enjoyed it. He had a cool moment with Wonder Woman, like in the Justice League arc, um, yeah, in main Justice League title. So it was nice to see. 
I like that, uh, it, you know, again, like I said, it's just Jeff Johns bringing in his favorite characters and making a story about it, essentially. Um, because, yeah, he, he, you know, he he really he did a lot with Captain Cold and his Flash run. And, and even like past that, you know, when he was doing like the Wally West Flash and then he did like the uh, Rogue's Revenge and Rogue's something or else, you know, that you know, before like during Final Crisis and uh, Blackest Night. That's what I was thinking of, like the, the Rogue's uh, in that. And it's like something about Jeff Johns writing the Rogue's. And and I think it's funny because he does. I, I feel like Jeff Johns was always kind of pushing back against the new 52. So this was his, his way to say, like, no, nah, no, nah, Captain Cold was was a better character when he didn't have powers. So let's take away yeah. his powers, and it, he's he's cool because he's resourceful, not because he's powerful. Um, and uh, and even like Lex Luthor, you know, just Lex Luthor is always the hero in his story, and he here he gets to be the hero in the story. And I think that that's just so interesting. Um, you know, the only thing that's kind of you know, maybe maybe anti Jeff Johns or pushing back against himself is the Nightwing reveal, right? You know, which happens in in freaking chapter one. <laughs> like, uh, I, I remember, like, like exactly like you, you know, you you were like, oh, I don't like that. Uh, when I first read that, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, you know, I was like, you can't do that. Like, that's just that's not allowed, man. <laughs> yeah, like, <clears throat> and what, like, really, like annoyed me back in the day with it too was like growing up like i used to read um jeffrey young uh young justice the, that original young justice run with tim drake and superboy and impulse i didn't you know, actually that. i, I, oh, I didn't man. read that i like that's like my favorite like comic run of all time like that's like i was like i was like in middle school and like my parents would take me to the shop on wednesday like those are the first comics i had in my pull list and stuff oh, nice. so so like that like and I remember a big part of that run was Robin wanted to reveal his identity to the team because they used to kind of hold it over him that they all know his identity, that he knows everybody's identity, but they don't know his. So that was like a big like threat throughout the run. And I remember there was a cool issue where Tim Drake was talking to Nightwing about it. Like, hey, like, when did you first tell the original Titans, like, your identity and things like that? And like Nightwing tells him, like, oh, you can't. Like, back then, like, we could. Like, it was... There was smaller hero community really but hmm. now like they know your identity they're gonna know mine and they're gonna know bruce's and batman's and everything so i'm like yeah that makes sense like it's all gonna lead back to one another but in here it annoyed me i'm like it don't like they revealed nightwing as dick grayson no one's gonna put two and two together that he was adopted by bruce wayne and bruce like that it, it takes it takes lux luther the smartest man on earth like i know he's the smartest man on earth but what he does is like at the end, he does like a quick Google search. Yeah. Puts yeah. <laughs> so, like, so just like, I know it's comics, but like, I know you want to like, not hold everything to reality, but even now when you grow up hearing that one thread leads to the next and the next. Yeah. That he looks like, well, couldn't everybody put this together? So that was, that's like what annoyed me really. No, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. Um, did, um, did you read the the Grayson stuff that came after that, like Tom King and Tim Seeley did? Yeah, yeah, I did. And like, I got my notes here. Like, this is kind of like the start of a really kind of strange time for Nightwing, really. Right. Taking like ten years almost to basically kind of like be what he once was, really. Like he's been through he's been through the ringer kind of since this. Yeah, and and I think when they did like Rebirth, they just kind of. We're like we're just gonna make him Nightwing again and not worry about it. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was kind of the, the thought process, um, which I I was totally fine with because it was like, well, I miss Nightwing. You know, like I yeah. Love but even then, but even then, they shoot him in the head and he's uh, a cab driver for a while. Oh god! And, you know, I was it's like, it's I, so... I I bought some of those comics because I was like, I'm curious. Maybe this will be good. You know, maybe this will be kind of a cool story. And yeah. then I was reading it, and I was like, "No, it isn't. It's not good. I'm just gonna wait yeah, till he's Nightwing again." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And thank, but, and thank uh, God he is like the Tom Taylor run has been uh, been pretty uh, pretty awesome. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. And I love that he's on Titans too because yeah, like my 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 daughter's a giant Teen Titans Go fan, so like she saw like the comic on the coffee table and she was like, "That's the Titans." I was like, "Yeah." And there's two more characters. There's Flash and and Donna Troy, and she's like. Okay, 
Just kind of yeah. like, like, well, they're not in the show. I don't care about them. I was well, like, Whatever. I'd be like, well, they, I'd be like, they were the original Titans. Like, there's been five original Titans, and there's been so many Titans. It's like you show some Donna Troy with some respect. Like that. Would... <laughs> Sorry, that's it. No, no more cookies for you. Off yeah, to bed. Go to, yeah, go to bed. <laughs> you learn your just, lesson. That never works. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's. So I kind of forgot about that. I've actually, if my sister is listening to this, I'm very sorry. But I've actually never read the Grayson stuff. She loves it. Like like you, like Dick Grayson's your favorite character. And because I remember yeah. saying, like when he was Batman, I was like, isn't it? I was like, isn't it kind of cool that like they're both Batman and you know you like Batman without the yellow oval, but I love Batman with the yellow oval. So we both get to have our two favorite Batman the way we like to see them. She was like, that is kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then like six months later, the new 52 happened. So, <laughs> um, and I remember her saying, um, we were talking about it and it was like right after the new 52 came out, we went to New York comic con and she was like, I kind of want to ask them why they gave him the red on the suit because she's like, cause you know what it looks like to me? I was like, it looks like Batman and Robin kind of right. And she was like, oh, I didn't think of that. I was thinking it looked like Batman Beyond. I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm a I'm a blue Nightwing guy over a red. I don't know about you. Uh same, yeah. yeah. I prefer the blue. Uh, but I, I didn't mind the red. I thought it was a good look. Uh, yeah. and 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 really the, the reason for the change, by the way, was Jim Lee said, red and black look cool together. So that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like a anything motivated by story. It was just Jim Lee thought they looked good together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sure, why not? Um, but yeah, I I love uh, one of my favorite parts of the book, and one that's stayed with me is uh, you know when they they hook Nightwing up to the the murder machine, right? And they're like, you know, if it the the bomb only stops if his heart stops, and and I like that. And I love that Lex figured it out. He's like, I'll just stop his heart and then get him out of there. And doesn't explain that to anybody. He just does it. So Batman thinks he killed him. And I love, and is what stuck with me was when Bat, because the whole time Batman's like, we're not killing these people. We're bringing them to justice. We're not going to kill them. We're bringing them to justice. And then um, when we get to that, he says, you know, Luther, if you, if you go near him, if you try to kill him, I'll kill you. And, and I remember, again, talking to my sister about it and being like, I believed him. I believed that if Lex had actually killed Nightwing, like Batman would have hesitated. He would have killed Lex Luthor. Like, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about that? Uh, probably, because, like, obviously, like, I think I think Dick's probably, um, Dick Grace is probably Bruce's favorite, really. Like, out of every, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even though, like, he has a son, like Damien, things like that, like, he yeah, does yeah. have that special bond with Nightwing. Like he's right. with there kind of from the beginning. Like, and I know New Fifty Two is like five year timeline and things like that. But like, we're reading this like with years of history of these of Batman and Nightwing uh, stories. So I do think like if something happened were to happen to Dick, like he would have, like he would snap, like snap and and really would. And like if Catwoman wasn't there, like Lex would have been done. Yeah, yeah, he he, that would be the last day on Earth for Lex yeah. Luthor, <laughs> um, and 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 I think um, it 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 says it it says so much about the character. Like I feel like I could like teach a class on just this like part of the book, right? <laughs> you know where, it, you know he's, you know, like I said, he's just the whole time. You know, we, I don't kill, I don't kill, I don't kill, and then when it gets to that moment, you know, he's one hundred percent serious. And I think that it's one of those things where, you know, I've told this story. I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but a friend of mine who's uh, uh, who's Catholic, you know, like he and I went, you know, we go to the same church and everything. I don't really practice anymore, but uh, he and his family do. And we were talking about stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, you know, I think we were talking about like guns or something like that. And I was like, you know, I don't know. Like if somebody broke into my house, like, I don't know if I'd be able to use a gun and and you know, to and you know stop them if I had to, and without hesitation he went I could. If somebody was threatening my family, I'd kill them. And and I 100 believed him. And I and I think of that a little bit with Batman, where I'm like, 
wow, like the the last person you'd expect to say that, <laughs> you know, says it. And it's, and I was like, and I said that to him. I was like, I did not think you were going to say that. He's like, it's, you know, how I feel. Somebody's threatening my family. Like they're a dead man. And, and I think that Bruce, for all his, uh, all his talk, it, you know, about not killing, you know, so when we, we talk about crisis on two earths earlier, I was like, yeah, but he kind of did kill Owlman and Johnny Quick. <laughs> you know, yeah. it um, is. He does almost. You know, he does. God bless him, but he does always kind of find like that little, that little out right there. Like, I'm not, I'm not using my hands. Like, I'm not. Like, you can't kind of pin this on me. I'd left him. Yeah. Like, it's not. I can't kill you. I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. It's one of the. It's like Nolan did exactly. it back right there. I, well, it's yeah. funny when people point that kind of stuff out. I'm like, yeah, but Alman was smart. He could have gotten out of that ice planet if he wanted to. You know, yeah. I think Bruce just knew he wouldn't. And, you know, yeah. let's face it. Razo Cool, he trained Bruce. He probably could have gotten out of the train. You know, it's like, you know, and, and people kind of give me that, all right, look. And I'm like, I don't think I'm wrong, though. You know? <laughs> like, Yeah, it is. Like the Nolan movies, it it is a little more like ambiguous almost. But like, sure. when you when you compare it to um, Batman v Superman, which I'm a defender of that movie, like I'll get it right Same. out there right away. Same. Like, it is tougher like me to be like, like in that chase scene where he kind of uh, shoots up that car and then drives right through it when there's guys in it. It is tough to be like. Uh, like you kind of like I'm like uh, you you never know like maybe they had their seatbelts on or something you know but it is yeah. it, it it's tough to kind of walk that those back compared to like the Nolan movies. Well, those you know, and and I just the same thing with the the Keaton movies. Like he just yeah. straight up kills all those guys and Axis Chemicals. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Batman Returns. He sticks dynamite guy down a guy's pants, smiles, and pushes him in the sewer. So like, uh, <laughs> what, what it's do you, do? you know. It's uh, there's that um, I think I think I saw it on Twitter or something where it was like uh, Bat Batman in the comics like I don't kill it's like Batman in the movies and it's Danny DeVito from um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia holding his two guns and he's like so anyway I started blasting <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like yeah that kind of is Batman in pretty much all the movies with exception yeah. of maybe Robert Pattinson technically speaking yeah. uh, <laughs> not, uh, yet. not yet though. Yeah. <laughs> Paradise. Um, one one thing I got to say about this book, I give like major props to, is that um, there's no um, like the Joker isn't in it. Like they talk about him, and I think it's the Penguin that says like you know he he had his face cut off. He could have a new face and be here. And I admit, and I still do this when I did a reread, scanning that splash page, that double splash with all the villains going, is he there? Is he? I don't know. Is he? And I don't know for sure. You know. I don't know if Johns or Finch has ever said, but there is a part of me that thinks, you know, like he might be in there, but I'm also really glad that uh, he's, you know, for the most part, you know, whether he is or isn't in that, at least that panel, I'm glad he's not in the book because I think, um, you know, it, it, it would have been too easy to be like, well, let's get all the top bad guys together and they're going to go fight the even worse guys, you know? Yeah. Um, Joker. Joker changes things like he makes it a he makes it a different story, like yeah. if you have the Joker in there because he's so much about himself, and I I do I don't like when they have like, you could you could tell a side like a tie-in where Joker's doing his own thing like mm -hmm. he's like I'm not teaming up with those guys like I don't like any of them like, and I don't think they want him teaming up with them because they they know the Joker's a wild card he's gonna betray them at some point, like right. they could probably use his help sometimes but he's gonna. But to get a laugh, he'll happily, you know, shoot Lex in the back or shoot someone just to, just to, like I remember Paul Dini saying, like Joker doesn't do anything, like unless he's get he gets a laugh in it. Yeah. So yeah. like you could tell you you could tell uh, like a side story, but I do like I agree like I do like there's no Joker because he he flips the dynamics of the story a little. Like Lex is mm -hmm. like Lex Lex doesn't want to have to worry about the Joker. Like he he likes Bizarro because he knows he can control Bizarro. Like right. to do his way, he's never going to get the Joker to do what he wants. And and it's also cool that the the villains in this, you know, when you have Luther, Captain Cold, Sinestro, and Black Adam, they're, they're all bad guys, but they're but they're not like, you know, the 
super evil. I mean, maybe Luther kind of is, right? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of a bastard. But like Black Adam, kind of all he cares about is Kondok. Sinestro really doesn't care about what goes on on Earth, you know. Um, and and Captain Cold's just, you know, he's just kind of in it for the money. He doesn't really care about saving the world or whatever. So I like that it's those guys that 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 team up because it it just there's it, it it just makes sense. And again, it's Jeff Johns again saying I'm taking out my favorite toys and I'm going to play with them. But finding a way to do it that doesn't feel contrived, it doesn't feel like like oh well, here we go, we have another Sinestro story, or here we go, we have another Black Adam story. It's like it it all works. And you know, one of my favorite bits is when you know, Black Adam hits Ultraman with the lightning and Ultraman just, he looks like crazy for, for like a panel. Right. And he's like, he's like, you're trying to hurt me with magic. He's like, you know, I can't be hurt with that. And it's just, you know, it just like, he just looks so, you know, as another image that's like stuck in my brain, like the Batman part and that where when I was rereading it, I was like, Oh my God, I almost forgot he just looks like a certifiable lunatic and <laughs> right there. And it's like terrifying. And then he breaks black Adam's jaw and you're like, well, shit, if he can do that. Yeah. How are you going to stop them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause that's black Adams, you know, or like whenever Superman fights um, Shazam or Captain Marvel or whatever, however we like to remember him. But like, that's always the big move. Like they, you, they do, they bring the lightning bolt, like, down on them like that's like the famous part in Kingdom Come. So right, right. yeah, the you would think that all right here he's gonna you do this move on this version of Superman, but no, he just eats it and it kind of hypes him up even more, hypes up Ultraman even more. And yeah, like you said, how like that little ragtag uh Luther League is kind of like none of them they all kind of have like their ulterior motives and they all kind of wanna win their own way. Like they don't want like Lex he wants to beat Superman. He doesn't want anyone else beating Superman but himself. Right. And even at the like, even at the end, like Lex, you know, Lex kind of gets a kick out of that. He's the one that saved Superman. Like he's the one that kind of performs. Like uh, he like took the kryptonite out of him. Like he's yeah. the one. Like, he's always gonna have that over Superman. Like I saved your life. Like you needed me to be here. So, uh, and that kind of plays into when Lex joins the Justice League and that, that like the arc that kind of follows us in Justice League mm -hmm. and like all kind of don't trust them. But even Batman's like, Hey, maybe like we don't trust them, but like, at least like if Luthor is here, we can keep an eye on. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, re I, it's like, cause I finished rereading this and it's like, I had to follow up with that. And it's just so damn good. Um, and, and I, and again, just the, the uniqueness of this story being like, let's let's tell kind of a traditional justice league story but the the heroes are the villains in this one um and and you know one of my favorite parts is at the end when luther is like okay you know captain cold you know your your record is is expunged you know you're you're free man you don't have to worry about the police and he says the same thing to black adam and sinestro and they literally fly away laughing like we don't care about our you know records that humans were keeping like what's the matter with you you know kind of thing and yeah. i just thought that was that was such a funny bit that you can see how like in the super friends you know th those characters would be like oh thank you lex you saved us from the police or something but in like a quote-unquote more realistic story they just be like we don't care like i'm yeah. going back to conduct i'm going back to freaking outer space you know yeah yeah <laughs> No, yeah, that that is a good. Um, moment. I do picture like you know like uh, in the Super Friends, like they would always like arrest like uh, like some of the most powerful supervillains. Like they put them in handcuffs and kind of stick them in like a random jail. And I'm like, yeah, they, even, they, even as a kid, I'm like, come on, they can they can just they, walk through that. What are we doing now? They they did that with uh, Sinestro. Like he was part of the Legion of Doom in the last Justice League Un Unlimited season, and I think he got arrested at one point. And I was kind of like. What? <laughs> like, would yeah. Sinestro care? Like, you know, he just, you know, whatever. But, you know, you just kind of go along with it, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, but all in all, like, the the interesting thing was that, the you know, I, I like that this, this probably should have frustrated me, but didn't, how they uh, built out 
they, they teased like our world was destroyed by something and it's coming here. And then you find out at the end that it's, excuse me, the anti-monitor and, and he's looking for dark side. And then that leads to the dark side war, which uh, honestly for as kind of, <laughs> that, that story got pretty big. I love that story. Um, and uh, my first introduction to Jason Fabuk, you know, um, who's uh, he and Jeff Johns did the um, <clears throat> Batman three jokers, of course, which I love, um, which apparently was going to be a very different story. And it was going to be a justice league story. So I'm glad that that didn't, that isn't what happened there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. I, and so it's, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger, but at the same time, I was like, I was like, I really liked that this story, it, it killed off some of the crime syndicate, but it also left, left some of them behind, you know, so they, and, and obviously they come back in, in later stories. And I was, I was so excited by that. Cause I was like, I, I'm so excited to see these characters again, but I'm also glad that I'm not seeing them again next month. You know what I mean? Like they, it took them a while to come back in the justice league books. Yeah, that's, I do like that too. Like, like this ends with Superwoman, like she's uh, pregnant with that, where Earth 3's Alexander Luther, and mm -hmm. it ends with her saying, like, creepily, like the baby, like it kicked, like, and who knows how powerful uh, that baby, like, will become, like, when it, when it leaves it here. And, like, obviously, you see the anti monitor, like, you know, like some really cosmic, some cosmic stuff's gonna go down. And, like, he's one of, like, obviously, he's the main villain in crisis on infinite earth and things like that so it was it i do like it like take out the toys play with them but like let's leave them like kind of as long as we can before we take them out of the, the toy box yeah it, it makes for a more uh it, it makes the, those characters more compelling you know because uh you know the like with like blackest night getting followed up with brightest day you know the, those lantern cores stuck around and we learned more about them and everything and uh, and that worked for those characters. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad that John's realized that it wouldn't have worked for these characters for them just to, the crime syndicate to kind of shake their fist, you know, like Dr. Claw and be like, Oh, get you next time. Gadget. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's, we kind of end it ambiguous enough, like one or superwoman and Ultraman are in jail. Owlman's on the loose. So it's, so it's interesting, and and the I little, the little uh, Adam girl gets uh, stepped on. Johnny Quick, doesn't have a <laughs> more, so, yeah, yeah. I I like that too because I thought when because she was revealed to be a villain in right at the end of Trinity War, and uh, and then that's when they brought, and then she helped. Uh, he was known as the Outsider. He was the you know Joker Alfred uh, brought in the uh, the crime syndicate, and I was just like. I remember reading that and going, what is happening? <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's such good stuff. Um, so uh, the BJ, this has been such a blast getting to uh, revisit the story with you. And I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that you finally did come around and, and read it. And yeah, yeah, it so yeah. we could have this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, it is, it is important to kind of not let your old judgments of stories kind of, I mean, that was 10 years ago, so I'm over it now. I'm in my mid -30s. Yeah, it's yeah. It was yeah. insane. You know, it's it's th it's tough because uh, you know you don't want to be, I don't know, like so, you know, like a purist, right? But the same, you know, because in in some cases, yes, but because like, but other times it's like like you know, like J.J. Abrams wrote a Superman movie where Krypton doesn't explode. And I'm like, okay, like I'm cool with a lot of changes, but nah, Krypton kind of needs to explode. Yeah, you know? certain things. Yeah, there's always certain beats that need to happen. Like Krypton's yeah. got to explode. The Waynes need to get shot in Crime Alley. Great power, great responsibility. Yeah, yeah like there's certain beats that always need to happen. Then you can do your twist like later in the story, but yeah, like the lost Wayne child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, canon events, and that and that what Miguel says. <laughs> full, full circle. So. Yep. But I still think that Miguel is full of shit in that movie. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just don't like the way he treated Miles. That wasn't fair to Miles. Uh, but then again, that's good writing because I don't like the character, and I'm not meant to like him in that moment. So cool. anyway, <laughs> um, so BJ, if people are 
traveling through Earth's here looking for you, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at bjshay33. Um, you can uh, read uh, my articles. You can hear me on the, the TBU podcast at the thebatmanuniverse.net. Uh, just recently, I had an article posted up, uh, uh, five things, Batman crossovers, uh, when Batman's crossed over with different companies like the Marvel and Spawn and Predator, Scooby-Doo, of course. Uh, I just I just put, I just put that out, so that's kind of that was fun to kind of revisit. Almost kind of I was googling the old uh, Batman Scooby Doo crossover back in the day, like kind of grew up on that, so it was fun to kind of watch those clips again. But yeah, you can TBU BJ Shea thirty three on Twitter, all the good stuff is over there. All right, and uh, as for me, you can find me at Four Comic Junkies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, mostly Twitter. Uh, you can also email me for comicjunkies at gmail.com. Check out the other show, the Spider-Man Book Club. BJ's been on a couple times. Uh, another episode upcoming as, a, as of this recording. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, get those buds and ears. And, uh, you know, just remember that this world is ours or something. Uh, that's what they keep saying, but they, they lose it in like two days. So those crimes, I think it kind of sucks at being the bad guys. <laughs> just saying. Just saying.